Welcome back for another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net. And can you believe it? We had another snow day today. Thankfully, it was not a Tuesday or a Thursday or Friday or Saturday where it would have a significant impact on the high school sports schedule. Thankfully, it was a Wednesday when there really aren't many games. And uh, with this being playoff time for girls basketball, uh, for hockey, state tournament time, for for wrestling, a snow day tomorrow, uh, yesterday on Friday, really would have been a dagger on a just tough, tough winter in terms of weather, cancellations, postponements, etc., we avoided a little bit uh, of, of what could have been, though, today, um, and uh, it could have been worse. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take it on a Wednesday, I guess, if we have to. But it is time to talk playoffs more in-depth. Last week, we were joined by Norbert Durst and talked uh, in-depth uh, in on the girls' basketball playoffs, talked about some of the, the favorites, his picks to get to state, etc. And this week, it's time to look at the boys' basketball playoffs. And for that, we bring in... The uh, the trusted voice in boys basketball in the state of Wisconsin for many, many years, WBCA Hall of Famer and WSN boys basketball editor, Mark Miller. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm trying to dig out of the snow like everyone else. <laughs> right. Uh, that's why I'm getting out of here, Mark. Two days and I'm out of here. I, I can't take it anymore. So... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave all you guys for the little bit of snow that's coming this weekend, it, it sounds like. Um, but let's let's kind of dig right into it. This has been a season with some really interesting storylines, some really interesting storylines that happened before the year even started with transfer situations at Nicolet, with uh, you know some other things going on, in-season transfers that uh, maybe have shifted the balance of power uh, in Division Two. So a, a lot going on, um, you know, what's, what's your kind of overview, high-level take on what we have seen in the 2018-19 boys basketball season so far? Well, you touched on uh, some of the bigger stories, um, and, you know, those are ones that I think will dominate over the, over the tournament stretch here. You know, we talk about the transfer from Dallas that went into Milwaukee, Washington, and Trey White. Um, Certainly, the situation at Nicolet with the great players I transferred in there at the beginning of the year. Um, so, yeah, I think those are two two schools that people are really going to be watching in that Division Two field, and uh, there's a chance that they could play for the state championship, um, which would be, you know, quite interesting to say the least. Um, I, I really feel that in looking at it, the, the Division Three, Four, and Five fields are pretty open. Uh, any number of teams uh, could come out of those uh, with a, with the gold ball. I kind of think that on paper, at least Sussex, Hamilton, and Nicolet are the favorites in divisions one and two. But uh, beyond that, um, you know, I, I, I do think that those other three divisions are open, and and that uh, a lot of people will be, you know, very uh, hungry to get to Madison, and then obviously to to win the state championship. Well, let's dive into it a little bit deeper. We're going to take a look, just like we did with Norbert and the girls. We're going to take a look division by division in the boys' hoops playoffs, and talk about some of the teams that would be considered the favorites to, to get to Madison, some teams that might be a little bit under the radar that you could maybe quantify as, uh, as a sleeper to make a deep run or, or maybe get to the Cole Center. And then we'll get Mark's picks for state championships and, and state tournament 
uh, teams in each of the divisions as well. Put them on the hot seat and uh, and get all the folks riled up because he didn't pick their favorite team. That's always the the fun <laughs> part of it, right, Mark? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. No no offense to anyone if we don't pick your teams, but you know you got to pick one. And, and um, you're right. Sometimes people take that pretty seriously. And uh, you're a hater, and, Mark. And they you're you're sleeping on them with the with the Z's and the yeah, tweets. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I uh, love it. Um, let, let's get <laughs> you know to division. That, you know that lingering walk. Yeah, yeah. Never happens in football. Uh, let, yeah. Let's get to Division One, though. And, and you mentioned that, that you feel like Sussex-Hamilton is the favorite. Uh, they're a team that we saw at the state tournament last year, kind of got their feet wet, a very young team last year and still a, a relatively young team this season. Um, what, what makes them so good? What makes them the favorite in Division One in your mind? Well, I, you know, I think they have uh, the best player in Division One uh, when when you look at Patrick Baldwin Jr. Despite the fact that he's only a sophomore, um, you know, he's ranked number one nationally by two four seven Sports in the twenty twenty one class, um, and he brings uh, a level of maturity that goes well beyond his age in terms of how he plays the game and how he approaches things. Doesn't get rattled. Is more than willing to share the ball. If he scores ten or if he scores twenty five, he's happy as long as the team is winning. You know, he can shoot it from the perimeter, and he can also rebound and defend a pass, set picks. I mean, he, he does a little bit of everything for Andy Cerrone's team, and, you know, I think he's he's the guy that kind of puts them over the top. But certainly um, he is surrounded by a lot of very good players, and you mentioned the fact they got their feet wet last year, and that's exactly what they did. And now uh, those kids are a year older and have been through this and, and are winning the, the toughest conference in the state this year in the greater metro. So um, I think that they've proven it on the floor that, that they're the team to beat in Division I. Um, you know, you bring guys like Tanner Resch and Jimmy Baisden off the bench. They're both sophomores, and they're both really good players. And, you know, you, you, you put a point guard like J.T. Hoytink and a, a physical inside kid like Lucas Finnessy, and then Carson Smith and Tyler Ellingson are, are both really good shooters for them as well. It's a deep team that has some balance. Um, on any given night, any number of those guys can go off and get double figures. It's They're not relying upon one or two guys. They have some size. They're well coached, and, and they play together. Um, and those are tough. Uh, that's a tough combination to beat. So outside of Sussex-Hamilton, who are who would be considered some of the other teams that are favorites in Division One? Well, within the, with the Sussex uh, sectional, uh, you have some good teams. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, you know, Heartland Arrowhead, the winner of the Classic Eight, is in that section. You have Brookfield East and Brookfield Central, who have battled Sussex, uh, you know, twice each within the greater metro and have very good teams. So, uh, you know, that's four really good teams there. And then beyond those, you have some scary teams, too, like Bayport and Sheboygan North and uh, a Homestead team that's doing very well in the North Shore. Uh, Green Bay Prebles had a really good year. But um, my, my hunch is that we'll probably see sectional semifinals pitting Arrowhead against Hamilton and Brook East against Brook Central in that sectional two. And, and you know, those are those are uh, two really good matchups. Uh, and as far as the other sectionals go, uh, you know, Kimberly won the FDA and has had a really solid season um, and uh, would be the favorite in sectional one. Um, and, you know, they're going to have to get by some of the teams from their own conference in order to get to Madison. Um which won't be easy, but they're looking at potentially playing a regional final against a, a very good Appleton East team that whose record is 
is just okay, but um, they're a senior-dominated team, and they've, they've had some impressive wins this year. And then they're probably looking at a sectional semi uh, against uh, against Nina, which uh, is going to finish, I believe, fourth in the FBA. Um, so, you know, those are two familiar teams for Kimberly. And you know how it is, Travis, when you play these guys all the time and, and you swept them during the regular season, have to play them again is, is, is tough. Um and then, you know, in the lower half, uh, another FDA team I think that could make some noise is Appleton West. Um, they got beat last night by Kimberly, but they, they've had a very good season. Will Mahoney is their best player, and, and uh, he just committed to Oshkosh. Uh, Hudson's had a great year up in the Big Rivers, and uh, they're the third seed in that sectional. And they have a very good record, and they've played some really good opponents, not only in Wisconsin, but also uh, going across the border and playing some Minnesota teams. Uh, but they're kind of a team that people don't know a lot about because they're way over on that western side of the state there. Um, but, uh, you know, winning the big rivers with the two Eau Claire schools and Chippewa Falls uh, and River Falls, those are all solid teams. So, you know, Hudson's going to, you know, going to have a fine squad. Um, and then the other two division uh, sectionals, excuse me, Madison East, uh, of course, is one of the favorites. They're seated uh, uh, number one in sectional three, and they're currently number two in the with sports coaches poll. I saw them last night. They have a very nice squad. Um, a younger team other than DeMonte Thompson, who's, who's their senior point guard. Um, otherwise, they start a lot of underclassmen. Uh, I think Sun Prairie is a team that people will want to keep an eye on. They're only seated fourth, but I think that they're playing some pretty good basketball right now. And they they went in last night to La Follette and lost by one Um and um, Schaefer is Colin Schaefer is now playing for them. He had been out for the first three fourths of the season with a, with an injury. Um, and as you know, he's a really good athlete. He's a quarterback of the football team and uh, a varsity kid with a lot of experience who played a lot of minutes at the state tournament last year for Sun Prairie. And then you got uh, Madison LaFollette, another really good Big Eight team. And um, my pick to come out of the section, although, is, is actually Racine Park. I think that uh, they're, they're going to break through and get to Madison this year. I really like their, the makeup of their team in terms of their a lot of different uh, assets for the squad with Noble Days at 6'9", and Larry Kennedy, a, a very hard guy to, to contain off the dribble and keep from, from scoring. Um, so I like Park to get there this year. and It's, it's been a while since the Racine School has been at the state tournament, um, so it would be nice just to possibly see Park there this year. Um, and then a sectional four, uh, another one I think that, that's uh, – uh, you know, got some good teams. This one's probably a little more open than some of the others. I mean, Waukesha West is the favorite, I would say, going in. They did get the number one seed. West Dallas Central out of the Woodlands also got a number two seed. And uh, in Franklin out of the Southeast that competes with Park is another team to keep an eye on there. I think Waukesha West will make it. Uh, so I got Waukesha West and, and uh, Racine Park, um, uh, Kimberly, and Sussex Hamilton at the state tournament for D1. And I I think Sussex will win it all. So out of uh, maybe outside of some of the teams you, you mentioned as favorites, is there anyone that that would qualify as a sleeper team potentially in Division One? that whether they get to state or, or just make a deep run into sectionals is a, a little bit of a lower seed? Yeah, uh, that's a tough call. I mean, you know, because uh, there's always a team like that. You know, it's, it's just identifying which one. And usually those teams are a little inconsistent, so you don't want to go out on a limb and say, hey, a team with a 500 record is going to make the, the sectional or the sectional final, and yet that invariably happens pretty much every year. 
I thought James McCray played very well last night against Madison East. And I, I, I thought, you know, with the shooters that they have, um, and, and they got some, some physical kids in the paint as well. Um, they possibly could, could make a run. They're seated 11th, um, which is nothing special, obviously. And they're, and they're looking at a, a road game at Middleton in the regional semis, which won't be easy. And if they get by that, they're likely going to have to go play at La Follette. <laughs> so, you know, they could get bumped off certainly well before the sectional. But I, I, I do think when you have shooters and you have really good guard play, that sometimes that, that can really um, lead to success in the postseason. So I think, you know, Craig might be one of those teams. Um, and the other sectionals, even though they're seated number three, um, I think most fans probably aren't quite as familiar with Hudson. And uh, I think that they could make a, a pretty deep run in sectional number one. Um, and it would be, it would be kind of neat to see a, a team that like that, uh, you know, possibly make a run to get to Madison. Um, you know, they, they, they haven't been there to my knowledge ever. Um, they may have been there, you know, way back, but um, it's been a long time. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a big school and, and, and uh, they've been working hard to build that program over there. And so I think they could possibly be a, a bit of a sleeper in sectional one. And then I'm going to go with Homestead in sectional two. They're seated fifth, um, but, you know, they played a really good schedule in the North Shore. They open up against Green Bay East, uh, and then they pop, and they could play Arrowhead. And, you know, when Arrowhead and Homestead get together, uh, even though they're not in the same conferences, it's a pretty good robbery. Um, and uh, I, I think Homestead has some guys that can match up fairly well with Arrowhead. So I'll, I'll pick them as a bit of a sleeper. And then uh, in the other sectional, um, you know, any number of teams. Muskego certainly could be considered a sleeper um, with A.J. Mackinnon. He's he's had a good year for them. They've won some big games, and they've also lost some games perhaps that, that you thought they would win. Same thing with Marquette High. I mean, they swept Brookfield East this year, um, but they did get beat just the other day by West Dallas Hill, which is in last place in the greater metro. So, um, and they got hammered last night by, by Arrowhead. So um, I'll go with Muskego and Marquette in, in sectional four as, as sleeper teams. I don't know if you had, uh, I didn't catch it if you had mentioned them in the, the sectional, what would it be, one uh, breakdown. Um, where are they? Yeah, defending champion Oshkosh North, a seven seed, obviously lost a lot of talent from last year's team. I mean, any chance that, that mm-hmm. they get hot and and make a little bit of a run or is it, was it kind of a, uh, you know, situation where they lost too much from last year with Tyrese Halliburton and, and a really talented crew? Well, they obviously lost a ton, no question. Um, but, uh, uh, they have the same coaching staff in place as a year ago when they won this championship. Uh, they've had some big wins this year. You know, they, I know they recently beat Kokana. They also just got beat by Oshkosh West on a buzzer beater, uh, split with West this year. Um, they open up at home against Eau Claire Memorial, and uh, I think they'll win that game. I, you know, their, their 1-3-1 is tough to prepare for, particularly if you're coming from a different conference in a different part of the state that might not be quite as familiar with how they do things. And then, you know, they're looking at probably playing at Appleton West uh, in, in, the, in the regional final, and that's a game certainly that they could win. Um, so I think that's a good call. I think North certainly could get to the sectional Um but, you know, West on its home court, Appleton West on its home court with Will Mahoney, um, you know, they're going to have to really slow him down. But uh, it's certainly within the realm of possibility. All right. So you like Sussex-Hamilton in Division One, And how about Division Two? let Let's let's dive in there where the big story, as we had talked about earlier, uh, before the season was Nicolay and the, the transfers that they gained with Kobe Johnson, Jalen Johnson, James Graham, uh, 
had had added another Division One player, Desmond Polk, before he uh, looked like it was not going to be eligible and ended up leaving for uh, an out-of-state prep school. But they have really been rolling this year. Their only loss is to an out-of-state team. Uh, they've got some impressive in-state victories. They're ranked in the top 25, even the top 15 nationally, depending on what uh, what rankings you look at. I'm guessing you like Nicolet as the favorite, but how much of a favorite are they in Division Two? Well, I think I think they're definitely the favorite, and definitely a pretty uh, well. I wouldn't say overwhelming, but certainly a very strong favorite to win the state championship in Division Two. When you look at their scores uh, within the North Shore, um, they haven't been real close. Uh, the second place team, uh, Homestead, they beat by 17 back before Christmas. And then uh, they beat him by nine uh, earlier this month. So, um, you know, they've, they've taken care of business within the conference, um, which you'd expect them to. Um, and, uh, you know, they have uh, potentially uh, three or four Division One players on that team. And they, and they have one of the country's best juniors in Jalen Johnson and, and another very good junior in Jamari Sibley. Um, they're both going to be high major NCAA Division One recruits. Um, and then in that sophomore class, you got Jalen's younger brother, Kobe, uh, who's playing point and averaging about uh, 10 a game. And then you got James Graham, who, uh, you know, I think he's a guy that's probably going to blossom over the next year or two, um, but certainly is a good player in his own right, even today. So, you know, without question, they're the favorite. You look at the teams in their half of the sectional, many of them are teams from the North Shore that they've already played. Um, I don't see them, uh, you know, having any trouble getting to the sectional final. They're potentially looking at a game with Milwaukee Madison, uh, or Grafton in that regional final. Uh, Grafton's another young team with some talent, um, but uh, Nicolet had had uh, no problem beating them twice this year by by large margins. Um, and then on the upper half, you know, you got uh, some Fox Valley area teams from the Fox River Classic and the FBA. Defending champion Kakana is up there. Uh, I think Kakana will come through and beat Southwest in, in, in the sectional semi. Uh, Southwest, the champion of the Fox River Classics, had a tremendous year. Um, but I think Kakana might have a little bit too much firepower for him offensively. Um, so I'd be looking at a pretty darn good sectional final between Nicolay and Kakana. Um, and I think uh, I think Nicolay's size and length uh, wins out, and, and they'll head to Madison um, and, and be the number one seed in Division Two. So... If we're looking at Division Two, uh, if you look at the coaches poll right now, Lacrosse Central second, Green Bay Southwest is third, and Milwaukee Washington is fourth. Do you feel like Milwaukee Washington is the only team that can potentially challenge Nicolet, or do you think a Lacrosse Central has enough firepower with the Davis Twins and Terrence Thompson, uh, or or is it Washington has the best chance against Nicolet? No, I think I think lacrosse. You know, I'm a big fan of lacrosse central's team. I really think that they're they're a good team that really plays hard and 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 is really determined to to win. Um, you know, I mean, all teams are like that uh, in most respects. But I noticed it even a little bit more with lacrosse central, and I guess probably because of Johnny Davis, because he's such a um, he, he just goes, 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 you know, I mean, there's, even if they fall behind, you know, you, you get the feeling that they're just not going to lose, you know, because Johnny's going to, he's just going to keep attacking the basket and he's going to keep grabbing rebounds. And, you know, his brother Jordan's going to make some shots and Noah Parcher's going to run things out in the perimeter and Terrence is going to clean things up in the post. And 
and, and block some shots on the other end. Um, so I think Central is, is definitely in the mix with Washington and Nicolet. Uh, we're probably looking at if if they all get to Madison, a Lacrosse Central Nicolet semifinal, and or excuse me, Lacrosse Central Washington semifinal with Nicolet then playing uh, you know the fourth team that gets there out of out of sectional three, uh, which will be a good team as well. So um, you know it's 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 pretty pretty entertaining basketball. I tell you, if you're a high school basketball fan. You definitely want to be in in the Cole Center for the Division Two State Semifinals because there is going to be some big time talent on that floor, um, and uh, you know the talent of which uh, we haven't seen in a while. When you talk about Jalen Johnson and and Patrick Baldwin Jr., we're talking about you know two guys ranked in the within the top ten of the nation within their respective classes, and you know you really Patrick's number one in in 2021. And, you know, Jalen's anywhere from what, like four or five to seven or eight in, in, in 2020 that you just don't see that come through our state. And I know we've had Diamond Stone and, and Henry Ellenson and, and uh, you know, Kavon Looney, although he didn't make it to state, but guys like that in the past. But to have two guys ranked as highly as Jalen and Patrick, I, I don't remember that happening um, ever in the past. Uh, so it could be it could be a lot of fun. Um, certainly come state tournament time here in a few weeks. And you mentioned the possibility of Washington and lacrosse central meeting in a state semifinal. That's where they met last year. Washington got a 70 to 58 victory. Uh, central led that one at halftime and then struggled in the second half to, to score. Milwaukee, Washington got hot and, and pulled away for the victory in that one. But man, that is some uh, awfully talented players, awfully talented teams. You know, the, the division two field, Certainly, most people feel Nicolet is the best team in the state, regardless of division. You, you have Central and Washington up there as well. Um, so we know three of those four. Who, who do you like coming out of that other sectional, uh, what is that, sectional three, where last year it was Wistosha Central that maybe was a little bit of a surprise team to get there? Are they the favorite to get back out of that grouping? Well, I, you know, just cleaning up a little bit on sectional one, I, I like lacrosse central to get there, like we mentioned, and I think they'll beat Merrill in the sectional final. So we got Nicolet beating Kakana, lacrosse central beating Merrill in the first two sectionals. And then in sectional three, um, really, really um, competitive, really uh, balanced. I mean, we're looking at Monona Grove as a five seed uh, in the upper half, and they just won the Badger South last night. Um, and I know that they've gotten beat uh, by some teams this year as well, but, um, you know, anytime you're talking about the Badger North, Badger South, the teams are, are, are somewhat similar in that they're extremely well coached. They play great defense. They, they work for shots. They, you know, it's, it's, it's more of a half-court game. And, you know, I, I think that's what you'll see in, a, in that upper half. I mean, I, I really like Mount Horb and, and, and DeForest and MG. I think all three of those certainly could make the sectional final. My pick is Mount Horb, um, but it's really, really close. And then on the lower half, you mentioned Westosa Central, which uh, took care of Waukesha West uh, last week and, and has one of the better players in the state in, in Jaden Zachary, um, who does everything. I mean, he defends, he can score, he's a vocal and emotional leader. Um, he's just a tough, tough basketball player. Um, and then you got East Troy, which only has one loss, and Elkhorn, which competes with West Ocean, the Southern Lakes, and has had a terrific season. And then you got teams like Jefferson, which are scary. Um, so I, I do think Westosha, just based solely on Jaden Zachary's toughness and, 
and uh, and will 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 get to the sectional final, and and then uh, actually I'm going to pick Mount Horeb to get to Madison. I just think that they have a, a few more options offensively, but that'll be a heck of a, a sectional uh, championship game at Elkhorn, and then you know Washington. Uh, uh, I have them beating Bayview again, Milwaukee Bayview from the city conference in the sectional final in sectional four. And then Nicolay, of course, to win it all. Um, but I, you know, I, I do think that those other uh, two teams in particular, Central, Lacrosse Central and Washington, can certainly give them a run for their money. But from Nicolay's perspective, they'll only have to play one of them. Right. And uh, one team I did want to ask you about. Uh, Real quick before we move on is East Troy, who made it to state in Division Three last year, but bump up to Division Two this season. Uh, how much of a jump, and how much does that really hinder the chances for the Trojans to get to state? Well, it depends on matchups, and it depends who they're going to play. You know, they got to buy into the regional semis, and they're probably going to play uh, Union Grove, um, and I think they, they can certainly win that game. And then they're looking at a regional final against a really good Elkhorn team, um, an Elkhorn team that has, that has been battle-tested within the Southern Lakes. Um, you know, East Troy competes in a smaller league, a mostly D3 league in the Rock Valley, um, but they've played good teams out of, out of conference, and, and they've also, you know, played McFarland and Beloit Turner twice, um, Jefferson twice, so they played some a good schedule, and that's one thing Coach Rayfield always does is try to play a really good schedule. Uh, I think that's a pick em game. I, I think it could go either way. The fact that that East Troy might give them a slight edge, and then they're then they're looking at playing, you know, staring right at uh, West Osha at, at fourth, and um, I, I think West Osha gets them there. But um, you know, uh, it's harder to get there, obviously, in D two with the with the truck that they have to take. But I think D three, as it is almost every year, is is perhaps the most competitive, and that you know, so many different teams could could realistically enter the postseason thinking that they could win the state championship. Well, let's get to Division Three, a, a division where I believe Martin Luther has been ranked number one in our coaches poll every week. I think they were down a bit in the AP poll at different times this year. Uh, they beat the second-ranked team, Wapan, during the regular season. They got clipped by a couple bigger schools, and then I, I think, did they lose one to Racine St. Catharines? Was that one? Yeah, of they split losses? with St. Cat. Yeah, and they lost um, to the two Brookfield schools for a shootout. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's you know where Mark Luther is, and um, yeah, they you know they played a good schedule. They got St. Cat's twice, they got Dominican twice, they got Prairie School twice, and then obviously the two against Brookfield. They they beat they beat East Troy, uh, they beat Minneapolis North, and they and they beat Milwaukee Washington. So you know that's a heck of a schedule. Um, I think they're the best team in D three. Um, outside of Wapan, uh, and that it's, it's you say, how can you say that they played each other and and, uh, and Martin Luther crushed Wapan in December at Martin Luther, um, and, and that's very true. Um, and I it could happen again, but um, after watching Martin Luther and Wapan, uh, you know, fairly recently, um, you know, unless Wapan gets in foul trouble, I, I really like their 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 five or six guys that they play regularly, and and they have the top candidate for Mr. Basketball in, in Marcus Domask. And I, I just think that his ability to, you know, to, to influence a game's outcome in on both ends of the court and with his leadership um, is maybe what separates the two teams. Um, so uh, they're, they're my pick. Um, although certainly, like I said before, it's a, it's a field that uh, 
any number of teams, uh, you know, could just realistically think they have a chance to win the state championship. So where do we go? Let, let's let's maybe take a look at your pick to come out of each of the sectionals and, and just break down those okay. because, like you said, it, there are so many teams that you could see as as contenders in that division. Um, some of them have a you know a decent number of losses. I mean, heck, Martin Luther, the top ranked team, has three losses. Dominican, yeah. uh, I think a, a legitimate deep playoff run type contender has seven losses. Brookfield Academy five. Uh, you know, a lot of these teams are playing very tough schedules, and it shows. Uh, but just a really deep field. So maybe take us through each of those sectionals and who you like. Okay. Well, sectional one uh, up north is, uh, uh, you know, kind of been dominated of late by Prescott. Uh, they won the state championship last year in a memorable game over Valders. Um, and uh, they played earlier in the year without um, their star player, Parker Nielsen, who, who had uh, a knee injury. Um, and Parker's been back now for quite some time, and, and they're, they're really on a roll right now. Um, and I happened to see them uh, a couple weeks back uh, play a, a New Richmond team that's having a very good year, and, and, and they took care of New Richmond. And um, I, I like Prescott uh, a lot to come out of the top half. Uh, certainly Northwestern's had a great year out of the harder north, and, and, and Bloomer also in the harder north is a very physical team, a well-coached team that, that certainly could get to the sectional. Um, and then the bottom half, Stratford's one of, uh, I believe we have three now unbeaten teams in the state, and they played a very good schedule in the, in the Merrillwood, uh, and they have some size and some strength. Um, so I, I think they're my pick to come out of the bottom half uh, of that sectional. And uh, I'm going to go with Stratford to get to Madison this year. Uh, it's a little bit of a, uh, even though they're unbeaten, perhaps a little bit of a uh, going on a limb because, you know, you got teams like Mauston and, and Wisconsin Dells. Um, out of the South Central that have had really good years at Stratford would have to beat. Um, and then, of course, Prescott or Northwestern uh, in the sectional final. But I'm going to go with Stratford out of sectional one to beat Prescott in the sectional final. You know, going over to sectional two, again, pretty balanced field. Um, you know, Xavier uh, is, a sec- is a two seed um, after going three, three out of the last four years to Madison. Wrightstown got the number one seed in that half. Uh, Xavier has won the Bay. Wrightstown won the Northeastern. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty competitive. And then you throw in a team like freedom, um, which also competes with Wrightstown in the Northeastern and little shoot. Uh, those are two pretty darn good teams as well. Uh, and Peshtigo out of the Packerlands had a really good year, but in the top half, I think this is the year that Wrightstown finally gets by Xavier in, in the sectional. Um, uh, and then in the lower half, Southern doors won the Packerland yet again, uh, they're the number one seed, and Denmark is the number two. I, I, I like Denmark to come out of there. I like their size and their experience. Uh, I think they have three 1,000-point scorers on their roster right now. Um, so I, I look for a Wrightstown-Denmark uh, sectional final, and I think uh, I think Wrightstown's going to get to Madison. So I'm going to pick Wrightstown. Um, but, you know, like I said, I mean, any number of those teams – could come out of there and it's that might be the widest uh when you look at the number of teams that could get there that you think really could win uh four or five games to get to madison i think sectional two is probably the most open in sectional three the lower half is is by far the best in the state uh martin luther is a one seed st cats is a two seed st john's military academy which has one loss on the year just beat west Dallas central a division two uh, uh school um or excuse me uh a division one school. What am I talking about? Um, you know, a, a, not only a division one school, but a very good division one school 
that is going to win the, the Woodland Conference. So um, they're a three seed. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, you got Lakeside Lutheran and Lake Mills at the four and five. I mean, those are really good teams. Um, so, you know, how's it going to shake out? Well, I think St. Cats and St. John's will play at Cats in a regional final that will be as good as many games at the state tournament. And then I think Martin Luther and Lakeside will likely play at Martin Luther in that part of the regional final. And I like St. Cats and Martin Luther to play for a third time uh, in the sectional semi. And then I, I'm going to pick Martin Luther to get through all the way to Madison. Uh, in the sectional final, um, I think Platteville, Prairie du Chien are probably the two picks that you look there. Um, although a, a scary team might be Boyd Turner or Madison Edgewood, even though they're not, uh, their seating isn't quite as high. They've, they've, they're battle tested. They've got good players and, and, you know, they could make a run, uh, particularly Turner because Devontrell Strong is now back on the, on the team and playing. He's a six, six junior that had played as a freshman and sophomore, but had to sit out, uh, uh the first, uh, three fourths of the season due to an athletic code violation. So, um, I do like, uh, for the final there, I like Martin Luther over, over Platteville, uh, but keep an eye on Turner and Edgewood. And then, of course, Waupon is my pick in sectional four. Uh, they should have uh, very little problem getting to the sectional final. There's, there's not a lot up in the, in the top half in terms of teams that really could uh, push them uh, unless you know something totally bizarre happens, which it does in the tournament. So uh, Amro is the number two seed uh, in that half. And then in the lower half, uh, very competitive. Brookfield Academy got the one seed. Um, and Lake Country Lutheran, which has had a terrific season and has some really good shooters, got the two seed. My sleeper in, in that lower half is Golden Meyer. I think they make it to the sectional finals against Waupon, but I think Waupon will win that. And then I think uh, Waupon will win, win the D3 state title uh, over Martin Lutheran, a very good game. All right. So, Division Three field that, like you said, very wide open has been the last few years. I remember having this discussion. Five, six years ago uh, about how wide open and how many contenders there could be back when it was East Troy and Little Shoot and just a, a really strong cast of characters back then. Division four, um, we have the defending state champions, uh, Ron Colley, that are undefeated, uh, top ranked a good part of the year. And I have some pretty impressive wins on their resume, including uh, a, a recent one against Howard's Grove. So are we looking at a repeat in Division Four? Are they the, the, the team most likely to repeat of any of the defending state champions? Well, great question. Um, you know, on paper, I would say yes, um, that they would be the most likely to repeat. Um, you know, they have the longest winning streak in the state right now, which I think is at 29 games going back to last year. Um, they're, they're unbeaten, of course, this year. Uh, they just played Howard's on, on, on Monday on the road and beat them by 20. Um, and that was without Matthew Levine, who's out right now with an ankle injury. Uh, and that was their 21st victory without a loss this season. Um, you know, they, they're a typical Rock Holly team that shoots the ball really well, defends like crazy. Uh, they got a little more size maybe than, than they've had in the past. Not a ton, but a little more. Um, you know, they're probably looking at playing a, a rival in Manitowoc Lutheran in their first game and, and, in the regional, which is probably not going to be a whole lot of fun. And then they're looking at either WLA or Kohler in the, in the regional final. Um, and then, you know, Woodsburg are, are Howard's, the two teams that shared the Big East Conference Championship along with Sheboygan Lutheran uh, in, in the uh, sectional. 
I, I do think they survive. I, I don't think it will be easy, uh, particularly in that sectional game. I, I think that Hoosberg uh, and Howards can both give them a, a very good run for their money, even, even though Ron Colley thumped Howards on the road earlier this week. On the lower half, uh, Milwaukee Academy of Science uh, has played almost all of the year without Darius Hanna, their 6'9 junior. Uh, I believe he had an ACL injury that dates back to last summer. Well, he's been cleared to play, and uh, we'll play for them this week to get ready for the tournament next week. They have, they're one of those teams that and we talked about that, that schedules up for the most part and has several losses, but I, I think they come out of the lower half. And then, you know, a, a sectional final between uh, Ron Colley and MAS is, 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 uh, is going to be a, a very interesting contrasting style of a, a team that grinds you like Ron Colley and can shoot it against, uh, you know, a very athletic, long, um, uh, talented team in, in MAS. Um, I'll, I'll go with Ron Colley, but that, by the slimmest of margins, I really think MAS is very good. In, uh, in Sectional 1, Clear Lake is a team that made it to state last year and uh, returns a good amount of talent this season, uh, highly ranked all year, you know, had a, uh, a very good season. I think they still have just one loss. Um, are they the, the favorite out of that kind of northern grouping, northwest grouping, to get to state, or could potentially one of those Clover Belt teams uh, maybe pull an upset? Well, I think Clear Lake probably on paper is the favorite. Um, their one loss came with with their best player uh, not playing. Bailey Blanchard had uh, a minor injury uh, when they lost the team from Minnesota at our border battle. Um, Lake City, I believe it was, and they, they have a very good team. Um, but I, I, I do think that they're the favorite. Um, they would be the pick. Um, certainly Osseo Fairchild, which is, uh, you know, run the table in the Clover Belt West um, is a team that you're going to have to keep an eye on. Um, and they're coming out of the lower half. Um, and they have a, a little bit of size, and they have a really good all-around player uh, in Logan Mulhern. So, um, you know, they're, they're a team that's going to make a little bit of noise. Webster's had a great year in the upper half. I think that uh, they'll likely play Clear Lake in the championship game, uh, the regional championship game, and then, uh, or excuse me, the sectional game. And then Osseo is looking at a, a sectional semi against, you know, possibly Fall Creek or Augusta. Melrose Mondoro is another team that possibly uh, could give Osseo a run in the regional championship. But I like Clear Lake to beat Osseo for the sectional title in, um, in sectional one. Sectional two, uh, uh, one that I think is is relatively open. Um, I believe Marathon represented that sectional last year, but they're a two seed. Auburndale's a top seed. Lords is the top seed, uh, and Lords is ranked, I believe, second in the in the uh, last couple coaches polls. So, uh, what are you looking at in sectional two? Well, Auburndale and Marathon uh, know each other exceptionally well, obviously, because they play each other in the Merrowood South. Um, and, um, you know, Auburndale's come out on top. Um, so uh, that's why they got the one seed. Uh, two really good teams, two solid teams, um, you know, probably teams that aren't uh, going to overwhelm you necessarily with with individual talent. Um, and yet, you know, and Auburndale and Cooper Weinfurter and Marathon and Carter Hankey both have you know, really good individual players. Um, so I, I think that those two teams, on paper at least, are, are expected to get to the sectional. Nielsville, out of the Clover Belt East, has had a really good season and has a, a, a very good team as well. Alex King is a junior on their team that's a, an outstanding player. 
And um, I think that that's a program that we're going to hear from, if not this year, then in the very near future. They've got a lot of young players that are very talented. So um, I'm going to go with Marathon just on their past success and uh, uh, to get to the sectional final and beating Auburndale. And then in the lower half, uh, you mentioned Lords Academy. Uh, they're going to win the Trailways. Uh, uh, I guess it's the Trailways East. Uh, <laughs> trying to remember all the divisions they got over there. Um, but uh, they have a, a really good shooting team, an athletic team, and a team that defends at a high level. Um, not overly big, but a decent size in the backcourt. Uh, a couple of really good players in Preston Rudinger and, and Henry Noon. Um, I think that they will make the sectional final, um, likely beating uh, Cribbits, in a, uh, which won the uh, Marinette and O'Connell Conference in, a, in the regional championship game. And then probably LA Scandinavia coming out of the bottom end, a good physical team that's got a lot of experience and a lot of guys that have played a lot of basketball. Um, so I'm looking at a Lourdes Marathon uh, sectional final. Um, certainly could be Auburn to Iola. I mean, it's really, really close. But uh, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, with Marathon getting back to the state tournament. Interesting. Uh, a, a sectional with a number of ranked teams, but uh, Marathon off the board is the, the team – uh, that, that will get there uh, in your picks. Sectional three, how about that loaded top half of that sectional? Um, Darlington, uh, New Glarus, Mineral Point, Fenimore, Cuba City, Wisconsin Heights. You have Aquinas in there. Luther, a pretty solid program. There's some feeling that that might be the, the strongest grouping of any in the state, regardless of division. What's your take on that? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think, you know, when you have Cuba as number six seed, uh, and then a team like Aquinas, uh, which obviously doesn't have the firepower to, to be across central or on Alaska, but has beaten every other team in the Mississippi Valley uh, at least once, if not twice, as an eight seed, um, you know, that's pretty good depth. Um, obviously, Darlington got the one, Nuglaris the two, Mineral Point the three, and Fenimore the four. You know, you could really put them in a hat, uh, Travis, and, and pick them out. I mean, they're they're really, really close. Uh, and I think Cuba City, uh, Wisconsin Heights, and uh, Aquinas, um, you know, are, are, aren't too far behind. So any of those teams and Luther are capable of pulling an upset. Uh, you know, when you look at these teams, you're like, well, what really separates them? Is it individual player? Is it senior experience? Is it coaching? Is it conference? And they're all so close. Um I mean, all those factors come into play. Uh, you know, Mineral Points had an interesting year, obviously losing Braden Daly uh, in early January. And, and, and you know, they've, they've played well of late. They're just coming off a win uh, over Darlington. And they have a Division One player in Isaac Lindsay. Um, and, and that might be enough, you know, to have those, to have that one guy that you can go to when the game's on the line, you know, and the clock's under a minute and you're, you're in a big tournament game. You know, you're going to need someone to step up and make a big shot. So uh, I'm going to pick Mineral Point to come out of the top half of that uh, loaded uh, top half sectional. Uh, The bottom part is is not as loaded, uh, (laughs) to put it mildly. Um, Not a lot of teams there with winning records, actually. Parkview got the number one seed, and um, I guess, you know, they would be the pick to to get to the sectional final. But certainly whoever comes out of the top half will have a much more difficult path uh, in the regional and sectional semi than they would in the sectional final. And, and yet, you know, a team like Parkview, uh, 
you know, they're under the radar, um, you know, maybe they get to the sectional final and, 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 uh, and, and play tremendous basketball and make it uh, uh, a heck of a game. You know, I mean, that, we've seen stuff like that happen um, where no one's counting on anyone from that lower half and they just immediately discount it. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, they emerge and uh, pull an upset. But I'm going to go with Mineral Point getting to Madison. <laughs> I'm not going to make you say it, um, but I think you can make an argument that there's probably six teams in that top part of that bracket that would be seated ahead of Parkview, who's the number one seed in the bottom part of the bracket. And, you know, we, we always get complaints about how this grouping is uneven and, and you understand that perhaps they are, but you also, you know, people sometimes forget that it's a, a tournament, right? You're, you're trying to crown a champion and ultimately you got to beat the good teams at some point. So whether you play them in a, a regional semifinal or a regional final or, or what have you, it's it's about crowning a champion um, and providing a turn, tournament along the way, and it, it's also it gets to be a dangerous precedent if you try to move teams around based on strength and what you think will happen. Let them prove, prove it on the court, and, and that's why we have a bracket. That's why we have a tournament, uh, and and why we have what we have. So I, I think we got your your picks out of each sectional, but who do you like at state to win it all in Division Four? Well, this is a tough call, uh, a really tough call. And, uh, you know, I, I just think uh, I'm going to go with Ron Colley to, to defend their, their championship just in the sense that those kids have all been there before and, and know what it takes. And, you know, I've, I've taken all 21 teams on their schedule this year and, and, and won every single game. Um, I think the Eastern Wisconsin is down a little bit, the conference that they're in the, uh, compared to previous years. But um, I think there's uh, when you get a kid like Chambi Lambert, uh, Matthew Levine, uh, Ian Beringer. I mean, those those three guys um, are that's a pretty good triumphant for a Division Four team. Um, it won't be easy. I, I think they're going to have a, a fight of their life uh, just getting to Madison. You know, uh, potentially playing either Oostburg or Howards, and then possibly Milwaukee Academy of Science, or or maybe the Racine Lutheran or the Prairie School. I mean, those teams are pretty solid too. But uh, I do think they'll, they'll uh, you know, if you ask me to pick a team right now, they're, they're the one I would pick. Um, but like I said before, any number of teams could come out of there uh, and win that championship, and uh, uh, in, including a, a team like, uh, you know, like Cuba City that's ranked sixth in their half of the, of the sectional. So uh, it'd be interesting to see uh, Division Four how it all pans out because it's so competitive when, when the games are being played at the Cole Center. You know, you're, you, you don't go into any of those games thinking, okay, this team is definitely the favorite. Um, they're, they're that close. It's that razor thin in terms of, you know, who emerges as the victor. As we look at Division Five, having fat flashbacks six, eight, 15 years ago, seeing Randolph as the number one team in Division Five to end the season, the Rockets are undefeated. They moved ahead of Sheboygan Lutheran this week in the coaches' poll. Um, interesting to see after a few lean years for the Rockets, uh, back towards the top, but do they have enough? Does, are they a favorite in division five? Uh, I know you liked Sheboygan Lutheran before the year. Um, what's your take on, on Randolph and, and where their, uh, ceiling lies in the postseason? Well, they, they, Tyler Fisher's done a great job with Randolph this year. Um, you know, they're not a team that, that has a guy that you say, oh, he's definitely going to 
be a player that's going to be, uh, you know, playing in the future at, at a WIC school. Um, they have really good balance. Um, Jake Roberts just went over a thousand points for his career, but I think he's averaging around 14 a game. Uh, and I think he's their being scorer. So it's, it's not like they're relying on one or two guys. They've had a really good year out of a freshman named Zach Alvin, who's played very well for them after Jake Alvin. I'm sorry. Um, so, um, you know, they, they also have a little bit of size, like you would expect from a, from a Randolph team. Uh, they play in a pretty competitive schedule uh, in, the, in the Western Division of the Trailways. Uh, they've challenged themselves outside of that conference to play some good teams. So, you know, they've earned and proven their record um, and their ranking uh, because they've, they've beat everyone on their schedule. Having said that, uh, I, I don't think they're going to survive the sectional, um, whether they lose to Rio in the, in the sectional or Barnabelle in the sectional semi. Um, or you know, getting getting beat by a Sheboygan Lutheran um, in 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 the sectional championship game, I I don't think they can survive all of those uh, possibilities. Um, another, you're looking at a Pecatonica squad most likely in the regional final. I think they'll win that, but it won't be easy. And then, like I said, Rio or Barnabelle in the sectional semi. Uh, Barnabelle's going to win the Six Rivers. Uh, East Conference and, and Rio, of course, competes with Randolph and has lost them twice, but both games were very, very competitive. Um, having said all that, I, I think they can make it to the sectional final, but I, I just don't see them beating Sheboygan Lutheran. Uh, remember, the Lutheran's two losses have come to Howard's, Howard's Grove and Hoosburg, which are both, um, you know, Division Four schools um, with great traditions and great teams. And they've also beaten both those teams this year. So, um, uh, I like I like Lutheran. I think they have the best player in Division Five, and Jacob Agnostic, and uh, I think they'll get to the state tournament. All right. As we look over the other teams, the other groupings in uh, in Division Five, uh, again a little bit of a flashback. You have Blair Taylor as a top seed in Sectional Three, uh, which includes a number of Ridge and Valley schools, some of the uh, Scenic Bluffs, the Six Rivers, Dairyland. Um, and even a few uh, uh, Lakeland schools, I believe, mixed in there. So where, where are you looking at? Uh, what do you think out of that sectional three? Yeah, these are, this is probably the sectional where I have seen the fewest teams. Um, you know, usually I try to get out and, and see a lot of different teams from a lot of different divisions. And I, I did see Wazika earlier this year, and it, it was the only game they lost. And it was a game they should have won. They were leading the whole way uh, and got nipped at the end. Uh, over at the Jake by Wild Rose, um, you know, Blair Taylor and Banger, um, you know, Banger has got one starter back from their state championship team last year. Um, and yet here they are with another great record, another, another conference championship team in, in the scenic bluffs. Uh, and, and Blair Taylor has got some really good young players that have uh, led them to the championship in the dairy on small. Um, I think Banger gets to the sectional final beating Blair Taylor in the semis. And then the lower half, I really like Wazika. I think, uh, I think Wazika is going to win the sectional championship um, over Potosi uh, in the semifinals and then over uh, Bangor in the, in the finals. Um, uh, Schulzberg's also had a really good year, but um, I think uh, uh, Carter Lomas and, and Gavin Ralph are, are two really solid players for Wazika, and I, I think this is the year that they, they're going to break through and get down to uh, the state tournament. When you look at the top then, half, uh, yeah, if, when you look at the top half of the uh, yeah. Division Five bracket with sectionals one and two, that is where we have seen a number of times over the years teams come out of those sectionals with 
double-digit losses in, in some cases. In fact, Green Bay uh, NEW Lutheran has made it to state three times in the last four years every year with double-digit losses. We've seen Thorpe make it out of there with double-digit losses. Columbus Catholic had eight or nine a, a few years ago making it. Um, we sometimes see those teams take advantage of the drop-down effect, as we like to call it, and especially prevalent in those sectionals. Is that something to watch again this year, do you think? Absolutely. It always is. Uh, sectional one, uh, probably in particular, um, you know, there's no teams that, that bounce off you right away as, oh, boy, they're, they're definitely a team to beat. And the, uh, as you know, in D5, uh, every half of the sectional has 16 teams, so you got to win five games to get there. And when you look at the top half of sectional one, Northwood is the number one seed and Bowen is number two. And then the lower half, you got Rib Lake, number one. And then McDonald's Central, uh, out of Chippewa Falls is number two, despite the fact that they have, you know, one of those teams, like you say, drops down after playing in the Western Cloverville. Uh, they have, uh, I don't know, eight or nine losses at this point, although they did take Osseo uh, right down to the buzzer last night. So uh, I, I think Rib Lake might be a team this year that uh, that can emerge. Um, you know, they're under the coach, first-year coach, Carrie uh, Ewan, and her son, Levi, is, is the best player on their team. Um, although... It's hard to count out McDonald Central because they, they, they have a few guys left uh, from the team that finished second last year in Division Five, um, and and they're playing pretty good basketball right now. They beat Fall Creek on Monday, like I said, uh, just lost by three to Osseo Fairchild. You know they play teams like Colfax and Bloomer. Um, you know they they play a lot of D four teams, so uh, they're certainly a team that's gonna I think make a run. But uh, I like I like Rib Lake uh, coming out of that uh, sectional, and then over in sectional two, I, I think NEW Lutheran. <laughs> every year they're kind of this way. They're they're the number two seed behind Phelps uh, in the lower half. But uh, I think that they would beat Phelps uh, if they both get that far. I like New Lutheran to make the sectional final, uh, and the upper half is very very deep and talented. Uh, you got Columbus Catholic number one. You got a very good Almond Bancroft team. Uh, that's going to win the CWC South, I believe, uh, number two. You got Wild Rose, which we talked about already beating Wazika, number three. Uh, Edgar team that plays in the Merrowood South that includes uh, Auburndale and Stratford, among others, as a number four seed. And Rochelle, which has one of the state's top scorers, uh, Kate Bowker, they're, they're a, a, a five seed. Um, I do think that, uh, you know, last year Columbus Catholic lost to NEW in the sectional final. I think they both make it back this year, um, but there'll be some tough uh, sledding, particularly for Columbus, uh, to get there. Um, and I think Columbus Catholic will come out on top this year, so I got them winning sectional, sectional two. So let's uh, wrap up with your uh, yeah. Let's wrap up with your picks in, in Division Five for state tournament champion. Yeah, state tournament champion. Uh, you know, it's a really tough call. Um, yeah, my heart kind of, or my mind kind of tells me, uh, that it's going to be Sheboygan Lutheran. Um, but something about Columbus Catholic team this year really appeals to me. I think it's the fact that they're balanced. They have some size and length. They got one of the top rebounders in the state and Bryce Ferlinger, who I think can maybe neutralize at least a little bit, Jacob Adasovic from Sheboygan Lutheran. So I'm going to go with Columbus Catholic over Sheboygan Lutheran in the championship game. Um, but like division four, I think, uh, I think all these matchups are going to be really close and, and very competitive. And, you know, any kid can get hot and knock down two or three threes, and that could be the difference. 
um, or, or perhaps uh, one of the star players gets in foul trouble. That could be the difference. And so many variables that go into this that it's so difficult to, to forecast. But, you know, in, in our line of work, that's what we do. Um, at least one of the things that we do, and I think that leads to a lot of discussion and it leads to interest, which is always good for the high school basketball game. All right, so there it is, a breakdown of all five divisions. Mark's predictions for state champions in each division as well. Uh, Mark, any anything we need to, to wrap up, any uh, loose ends we need to tie up before we uh, turn it over to the, the, the teams to, to get out and, and get on that tournament trail? Well, the other thing that I think is always interesting with the state tournament is the three-point challenge that, you know, with sports is a big part of. And, of course, that won't be determined until the 20 teams at, at state are determined. Um, but we have some really good shooters in the state this year. So um, we do every year, of course. But uh, but this year uh, in particular, I think it will be a lot of fun for people to watch that. Um, and if you haven't watched it, I think it's, it's worth checking out. Um, so once we get those 20 teams determined and then we get the, you know, the participants from each of the five divisions and the three-point challenge, I think that's going to be another fun aspect of the state tournament this year that uh, – people will look forward to. So, you know, March is right around the corner. And, and as you know, it's always the best time of the year uh, for a guy like myself and many basketball fans throughout the state. And, you know, no matter who's involved, which players, what coaches, what teams, uh, it's always fun. And there's always going to be an upset or two, a team maybe that gets there that you don't expect. And I, I would guess that that would be the case again this year. All right. There's going to be tons of information coming out on Wisports.net over the next several weeks leading up to during and after the high school basketball playoffs. I know you're, you'll have your breakdowns on uh, each division. you got Division 5 out, and, and the rest will be out here in the, in the next week or so. Uh, then we move into the, the actual playoff uh, games, and I, I think are, are you still planning on doing your, your picks for each uh, round of the playoffs as well this year? Yes, we'll, we'll do that again. We'll get that up on Monday for the games on Tuesday, and of course, follow that up uh, with the rest of the regionals and sectionals and leading up to the state. So, uh, you know, you can pick me apart with the ones I pick wrong, and I'll feel smug about the ones I pick right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's a busy time for sure with everything going on in boys basketball as we uh, get into the playoffs next week. Don't forget uh, the girls basketball playoffs are underway now as well. Check out all of Norbert Durst's work on that. Individual state wrestling is held this weekend. Nate Wolfel has uh, uh, an interesting piece out today on the 10 seniors who are in a position to potentially break through and win their first state championship, including Joey Bianchi from Two Rivers, who has finished runner-up each of the last three years and uh, seems to have a, a, a decent shot to get that first uh, gold medal as a uh, first-place finisher this year. A busy time. Get out to as many games as you can especially when it rolls around to regional finals, sectional action, and obviously the state tournaments as well. If you can't join us at the Cole Center for those events, be sure to check them out on TV. You can find those on your local listings all around uh, the state of Wisconsin. So he's Mark Miller uh, breaking down all of the boys' basketball playoff action. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net. This has been a Wisports.net Minute. We'll see you at a game.